0: Family, every time I turn on the news these days, it seems like politicians, pundits, and preachers are all talking about how things will never be the same again. I pray this is true. I do not want to live in a world in which white supremacy keeps its knee on the necks of people of color calling systemic structural and institutional racism a public health crisis. The UCLA Center for Health Policy Research recently reported that while black people make up 13% of the US population, we account for 24% of COVID related deaths where numbers are reported. The image of George Floyd pleading for his life, face smashed into the street while police officers knelt on him, is indelibly imprinted not only on my consciousness but on the consciousness of the globe. Decorated African-American EMT Brianna Taylor, whose birthday was two days ago, was shot to death while sleeping in her bed. It now turns out that Ahmad Aubrey was not only stalked but kind of hunted, and that the drivers used their trucks to pen him in, and he was hit by the truck before shot to death. just for for jogging while Black. Who can bear the blatant disregard for Black life? The woman snatched up and body slammed on the ground, a broken collarbone. Men and women shot and pushed and shoved. Who can abide the, the, the old footage of a woman being choked by a policeman who then puts his knee on her neck and another knee on her back. Who can bear it? Who can stand to see it all day long, 24 seven, over and over again in a way that traumatizes you? Who can abide a world in which children are separated from their parents still and caged at the border, still sleeping under foil, paper, blankets, And just because it's not on the news doesn't make it not true. Who can bear to live in a time when basic healthcare, a human right is denied to the vulnerable, a time in which so many people have so little and still the wealthy have more money than their generations, their progeny could ever consume. Who can imagine living in a society where mother earth is raped by greedy people, a society in which women still don't matter in which working women make 50 cents on the dollar to men, and in which the LGBTQIA people in our community still, still can get married on a Saturday and fired on a Sunday, a Monday? How can we imagine the deliberate strategy of a president to divide our nation and to erode our democracy? that Trump turned violence and tear gas onto peaceful protesters in order to secure a photo op and hold up a Bible in front of a boarded up church, this should never, ever be the same again. Even before this global pandemic sickened 4.5 million people and took the lives of now over 300,000, unrivaled national violence and the feeling that the world was on fire with anger and rage had gone viral. And here's the thing. You and I know what's required. And some of us, all of us, have been silent too long in places where we could speak. We are intimidated by the crazy and we don't always know what to do. But it is still true, friends, that you and I are the ones we've been waiting for to fix what's broken in our world and the work we have to do is urgent. It is. Urgent and the time is now. Our globe is faced with a pandemic of racism and ethnic division. Caste and color, gender and sexuality, socioeconomic status and education, religion and political party all divide us. And so we are having a crisis of identity. Here's what happens here's what happens when people are faced with this kind of stress. There's a couple of different things that we do. Sometimes we, f- we have flight response. That means we circle up in our wagons. That means we pull inside our spaces. That means we stick with our own kind. And we do this because we're hardwired to go inside to protect ourselves. And sometimes these stressful, crazy times drive us to a, flight, a fight response. And the fight response is when we just put up our dukes and we can't wait to smash it out with someone I think the violence that we're seeing, the horrific violence that we're seeing from police departments across the nation is about a flight response and a fight response. I think that even though they are in their riot gear and they've got their batons and their bullets and their guns, what they actually are is fleeing from their natural goodness, fleeing from the part of them that has heart and conscience and fighting because they are afraid. And what they are afraid of is a loss of power that in fact, black lives do matter. That in fact, in 2040, this nation is gonna be a black and brown majority nation and who will they be? Fight and flight. That is what I think we see happening. And I think the text today has an antidote, a a program, a promise for us, if we can think about what this text is really saying. Some translations get super nervous about the fact that the text says we are made a little less than God. Let me just repeat what Karim said. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you've established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them, Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor, a little lower than God. The word there is Elohim and Elohim means God. It is Elohim who was hovering over creation and created the world in seven days. It was Elohim who spoke out of the burning bush to Moses and called him to liberate her people. This is the word for God. And the text says we are made just a little lower than that, created just a little less than God and called by God to be partners in the world with God, to care for the creation and to care for one another. A little less than God. What if we looked at each other and saw we narrowly missed being gods just by a little bit? Ahmad, Brianna, George, Trayvon, Michael, Sandy, all the ones we don't name, all of the ones who died at the hands of white supremacy all of them, a little less than God. That trans teen who tells her parents, you're looking at a girl, but actually I'm really a boy inside, a little less than God. That family in detention still on the border, still sleeping under foil paper blankets, a little less than God. A teenager named Levi went to work for an 11 o'clock shift And heard from his big brother that there were going to be protests in austin really close to i-35 his big brother told him that austin and minneapolis were epicenters of a movement for love and justice because both had dead men and that the world was on fire to stand up for the value of black lives this smart boy this smart teenager walks around the highway, walks on the median, he finds himself on a grassy knoll, if you will, and has a a bird's eye view of the protest that's happening. And what happens to him? A police officer takes aim and shoots him with these newfangled bullets that are like bags with pallets, shoots him right in the forehead and sends him to the hospital where he has to have surgery, where he has brain damage, and might not ever recover his full capacity. That boy, Levi, a little less than God. And I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but it's true. The police officer, a little less than God. What if the white people, the white angry Violent people, the ones with the power who are doing the harm, what if they saw themselves as a little less than God? Imagine, imagine if there were more self-esteem, imagine if there was really a holiness inside each of us that recognized who we are and whose we are, how the world would be a different place. I'm asking you to do three, four things today. And some of them are for all of us and some of them are for white people. White people. The first thing is for you. Will Critzman and Michael Boss, Sam Keneman over at uh, West End all got a note from me that came from our friends at Faith in Action. And the call is for white people of faith to sign on to this document that takes a pledge to be anti-racist. And this pledge doesn't mean be anti-racist by saying I'm anti-racist. It doesn't mean being anti-racist by going to a multiracial church, although that's awesome. It means rewiring your life. Anti-racism is rewiring your life. So that when you are at the dinner table and Bob says something racist, you take him on. When you're at work and your boss is clearly being racist toward a colleague, you take a risk and lose some power and take it on. This is a pledge to be anti-racist. The second is for all of us to be students of how race became a construct in America. It's a product that we exported around the world. And some of us know and we think we know, we think we know that Thomas Jefferson said he had a suspicion that the Negro was not quite as good as the white. We think we understand that this was an economic project and the Native Americans got caught up in it as well, but we don't know enough to know all we need to know. Because if we want to change the story, we have to study the story and know the story. And that's a project for all of us. So I'm inviting you to join me in a conversation on Wednesday at lunchtime, it's on the website, but this conversation is sponsored by Focus for Health and Middle Project, and we're saying being Black in America is a pre-existing condition. It causes us to have higher incidences of sickness, diabetes, blood pressure high and COVID, but also it is dangerous to be black in America. So let's come and talk about that. The third thing is to to, to sign up for the, the classes that we're having on June 17 and 18. There's still space, we'd love for you to join us. That's important to be in a laboratory together to talk about the formation of racial identity And again, since it is a story, since the story of race is a story, we together can change the story. And finally, some of us are like, are we going to protest? What are we going to do? Amanda and I are working on a strategy for that. But one thing you can do now is to keep funding this movement for love and justice. Because we are doing the work. We are creating the classes. We are having the conversations. We're partnering with people across the country. And your partnership is why we can do that work. So please, please plan to put Gene on your calendar. Please plan to make a donation to this movement. (coughs) I am so upset. I am so upset. I'm so upset. It's hard to keep my voice. And I know you are too. And so what we have to do together is to remember our calling. Who are we? We are children of God. Who are we? We are just a little less than God. Who are we? We are called by God to do a bold new thing on this earth, and that is no less than making heaven on earth. And when we say Black Lives Matter, what we mean is to create a nation and a globe in which the darkest of us The most disenfranchised of us, the most despised of us are centered and celebrated as children of the Holy One, created in God's image, beautiful and fabulous. And when we do this work, we will heal this land of the isms that kill us. Join me in this work. Maybe so?